Hi guys, it's Claire, and this is Body, Birth and Beyond. This is the no bullshit fitness meets midwifery podcast that you need in your life if you are currently trying to conceive, if you're pregnant, or if you've recently had a baby. So grab yourself a cuppa and get stuck in because boy, have I got some content for you. Hey, welcome back to Body, Birth and Beyond. Thank you very much for coming. This is episode two. And in this one, I'm gonna talk a little bit about myths that you might hear around pregnancy, around things that come along with like, after you've had a baby, that sort of thing. And hopefully dispel some of those myths for you so that you might feel a bit more empowered in your journey. So without further ado, let's get into it. So the first thing that I wanna talk about is exercise when you get pregnant. So you might go and see your midwife and I know that as a midwife, I personally have given this advice in the past. I'm hoping that like, as we learn more, as we know more, less health professionals will be giving this advice, but I know that some people still do and it is not the right advice. And then obviously you will hear this from like, probably lots of people you know, you know what it's like when you're pregnant, everyone loves to give you their opinion, everyone loves to give you their unsolicited advice. So this piece of advice that is not true is that when you are pregnant, you can continue to do any exercise that your body is used to, but you shouldn't start something new. This is not true. And not only is it not true, but it's not helpful and it's not really like safe. Because actually if you're somebody who does zero exercise whatsoever, staying completely sedentary through your pregnancy isn't the best thing for you or your baby. What we really need to be telling people is that yes, what you're used to, of course you can carry on doing as long as you feel okay to do it. But also if you've never done any exercise before, starting some exercise in pregnancy will really benefit you. And really what you want to do is if you're new to exercise is start small, okay? Don't obviously, Like if you've never run a marathon before, don't enter a marathon while you're pregnant. If you have never done heavy weightlifting before, don't enter yourself into a powerlifting competition. It has to be taken with some context and some kind of like sensible approach, but it doesn't mean that you couldn't start running and it doesn't mean that you couldn't start weightlifting. Something like a couch to 5K would probably be really good for somebody who's newly pregnant and hasn't really exercised before because It starts quite gentle. It's really short bursts of running mixed with walking and it builds up nice and slowly. And really that's what we want to do in pregnancy. And also if you want to start weightlifting, which is super beneficial for pregnancy, then again, starting with like a new kind of beginner's program is gonna work really well and building it up slowly. What you shouldn't be doing in pregnancy is aiming for PBs and training to failure. So if you're somebody who's well adapted to exercise and training, and you know, you've been doing exercise and training for a number of years, you are going to have to change the way you approach your sessions. So it might be that usually when you're not pregnant, you're aiming for progressive overload all the time and you're trying to hit PBs and you're training to failure. Um, you know, like you're pushing yourself with like running or swimming or whatever it is that you do cycling. But when you're pregnant, you do want to take it down a notch. You don't want to aim for progressive overload every week. You just want to be able to maintain, to keep moving your body 
in order to keep yourself healthy. One of the reasons that exercise is um, like has to be considered when you're pregnant is because of the effects of the hormone relaxing on your body. So relaxing basically does what it says on the tin and it relaxes and increases elasticity in ligaments and muscles. Um, and this is for a number of reasons, but one of the reasons is because obviously your body has to make way for a growing baby. And also it helps to keep the muscles in the uterus relaxed to try and prevent preterm birth from happening. So your body's super, super clever, right? But because of this, it does mean that you're more prone to injury. So you do need to be mindful when you're exercising. So as I said, not aiming for progressive overload, not training to failure. If you're finding that like high impact, high intensity exercise is too much of a strain on your body, then take it slowly, take it down a notch, make the intensity less, take the impact down a bit if you can. But I really don't want anyone out there to think that if you're newly pregnant that you shouldn't start doing any exercise because exercise has a plethora of benefits. When you're pregnant, if you exercise regularly, you are going to reduce, probably reduce the amount of gestational weight gain that you're gonna have. You'll, you will reduce your risk of um, gestational diabetes. You will reduce your risk of blood pressure related disorders in pregnancy. Studies actually show that if you exercise throughout pregnancy, the amount of like well-functioning placental tissue that you have is more. So therefore that then has a massive knock-on effect for your baby, meaning your baby is going to be probably more well-grown, better nourished, it's gonna have better reserves and it's gonna be able to cope with labor and birth much more easily than a baby who is like not well-grown, not well-nourished. The second myth I wanted to talk about was that you only do pelvic floor exercises after you've had your baby. I've heard so many people say this before. And again, like it's just not true. People don't realize the importance of pelvic floor exercises and that actually you should be doing them all the fucking time. Whether you're pregnant, whether you're not pregnant, whether you've recently had a baby, whether you are not at, you know, the baby making stage in your life yet or whether you are like way beyond that. Pelvic floor exercises are really important. Your pelvic floor is the like hammock of muscles that kind of holds everything in your pelvis, if you like. And your pelvic floor function will have an effect on lots of other things like going to the toilet for a wee or a poo, being able to hold in farts. I, I was gonna try and call it something else then. I was gonna call it gas, but let's just call a fucking spade a spade. Trying to hold in farts. It will affect how sex feels for you. Um, so like, there are so many reasons why we should all always be doing pelvic floor exercises. So if you are pregnant and you've not really done any pelvic floor exercises yet, start doing them. You should have access to an app called the Squeezy app. If you don't have access to this, ask your midwife about it. So I know that in my local NHS trust, the Squeezy app is something that we use and we give women access to. And it has really great um, advice on there about exercises and what to do. The other thing that you can do is see a pelvic health physio they are amazing, right? And they will be able to assess 
your pel your pelvic floor muscles better than like anybody else so I don't claim to be a pelvic health physio I'm certainly not I am a, a qualified midwife my specialty is kind of like pregnancy birth and that immediate postnatal period I'm obviously also a personal trainer so um you know safe exercise in pregnancy and outside of pregnancy um but I'm not a pelvic health specialist so if you want to have your pelvic floor assessed see if you can get in with a pelvic health physio talk to your midwife about it because you should be able to access that through the NHS while you're pregnant of course you can choose to see somebody privately if you would like but they will be able to actually assess your pelvic floor um and like how well your pelvic floor is functioning and that leads me on to myth number three that people think that if you have a weak pelvic floor that will cause urinary or fecal incontinence and actually that's not necessarily the case you can have an overactive pelvic floor or like a tight pelvic floor and that will sometimes cause the same thing so if you do have any kind of incontinence it might not be that your pelvic floor is weak it actually might be that your pelvic floor is kind of like overactive and you need to learn how to relax it properly and again accessing some physiotherapy for this is your best bet and the fourth myth is again about the pelvic floor because uh, there is so much misunderstanding around it so that's why the most of this episode is about this but it's that after you have a baby it's normal to experience urinary or fecal incontinent of some incontinence of some kind and actually that is just simply not true yes pregnancy and childbirth will affect the function of your pelvic floor or can affect the function of your pelvic floor because of course like you're growing a whole human the extra weight on your pelvic floor is going to have some effect on it the process of childbirth whether you have a vaginal birth or whether you have a cesarean section is going to affect all of those muscles and so after your baby is born it's super important to rehab those muscles properly and it can be done and should be done so that you don't experience any kind of incontinence so if you're somebody that leaks a bit of wee when you laugh too hard or a little fart slips out now and again when you don't mean it to I want you to know that like that can be fixed you don't have to put up with that and think that like oh well I've had a baby now so this is inevitable and all of the people that might tell you this I feel like sometimes it's a lot of older ladies because maybe they've had the same thing that like, oh, well, it's just part and parcel of having a baby. It doesn't have to be. It can be fixed. And the way to make sure that it's fixed appropriately is to start doing your pelvic floor exercises ASAP Rocky after you've had your baby. Like I'm talking straight away. And when you first start doing them, it will feel really odd or it might feel like nothing much is happening at all but very quickly it will start to feel normal again. Um, and of course, again, being seen by a physio, your NHS trust, as I said before, should give you access to pelvic floor physios after your baby is born, particularly if you have any kind of perineal trauma, which is the majority of women who've had a vaginal birth. And also, especially if you've had a cesarean section. If you do not have or have not been given access to a physiotherapist, 
again, ask your midwifery team, how do I get in touch with these or see your GP? Um, Or again, access somebody private. There is a really amazing um, pelvic health specialist who I follow on Instagram called Joe Gibson. And she's on Instagram, you'll find her at Joe Gibson. So it's J-O-G-I-P-S-O-N, physio, all one word. Um, And she actually does online assessments. Uh, So if you like can't find someone in your area, you should be able to because they are all over the country. But if you can't find someone in your area, it could be worth having a look at Joe's Instagram, looking at her website and maybe reaching out to her because again, she is a specialist. She will be able to advise exactly what you need to do in order to rehab your pelvic floor specifically for you because she will be able to assess like where your pelvic floor is at now. Um, And this is for women who are like any stage postnatal. So even if you had a baby like 10 fucking years ago, but you're having some kind of incontinence, see a pelvic health physio because they will be able to help you and it will change your life because incontinence can be really debilitating and no one should have to to like put up with that. Myth number five, and this is the final one, and I realise that I should have maybe done this in order and put this at the beginning after the exercise thing but the other thing that people hear quite a lot or you'll get told when you're newly pregnant is you can't lift anything or you can't do anything and this usually comes from having like a risk assessment in your workplace so I wanted to address this because it's just not fucking true you don't need to not pick anything up ever again once you're pregnant um what happens is when you get pregnant and you have a risk assessment in your workplace, your workplace are essentially responsible for you while you're at work. And if something happens to you or your baby while you're at work, they are going to be liable, right? If they haven't performed a robust risk assessment. So they are always going to take a belt and braces approach and say like, no, you can't do this anymore. No, you can't do that anymore. And they are going to basically wrap you up in cotton wool you do not need to be wrapped up in cotton wool when you're not at work. Now, I'm not saying for one second that you should disregard what your workplace are telling you. Like if they're telling you you can't do certain things, just don't do that while you're at work. But at home in your normal life, if you wanna pick stuff up, if you wanna go to the gym and lift weights, like that's absolutely fine. You're pregnant, you are not unwell. You are not dying, you are, you know, not all of a sudden like super, super fragile, you're just pregnant, you're just growing a baby. And the human body is incredible at adapting so that you can still continue to live life normally while you also grow a human inside you. Now there are caveats to this. So there are some people who will experience complications in their pregnancy, which means they do need to be wrapped up in cotton wool or they do need to be super, super careful. And obviously I don't know everybody listening, your obstetric history and your current like obstetric risks. So if you're not sure about what you can or can't do in pregnancy, always, always check with your midwife or obstetrician. But generally, if you're a well woman and you have what we call a low risk pregnancy, i.e. no complications, you don't need to see an obstetrician, you're having midwife led care, then you're still fine to just carry on 
at life as you would when you're not pregnant. So this concludes this episode. Um, thank you so much for coming to listen. I hope that it's been helpful. If there are any more myths that you've heard that you're not sure if they're true or not and you want answers, come and chat to me. Slide into my DMs on Instagram. I'm always happy to talk. Um, And if you want to know more about the coaching that I offer, again, come and find me on Instagram. I am at the moment in the process of putting together my first coaching package, if you like, and I will be doing a launch in the next few weeks so the first package that I'm going to launch is the postnatal package so if you've recently had a baby within like the last year um keep your eyes peeled because yeah this will be for you if you want to work on your health and fitness if you want to get into regular exercise if you want to reduce your body fat perhaps you're breastfeeding at the same time and you want to make sure that you're doing it safely so it doesn't affect your milk supply all of that sort of thing. Keep your eyes peeled because that is coming and keep listening for details about where you can find me on Instagram. If you're interested to know more about body, birth and beyond and some of the services that I offer, then come find me on Instagram at bodybirthbeyond. Slide into my DMs and come and have a chat with me.